It's Monday, Chaf Aleph Tevet Tafshin Ayin Hey, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Yossi Banai with that Naomi Shemer classic. Very appropriate for the times these days that we are living through. The situation in France, especially the situation in France, and uh, what the events of the past weekend. Welcome one and all. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We're here every Monday. Immediately following JM in the AM, we are broadcasting live, but you may be hearing us and any time in any place around the world on any day of the week via the uh, podcasts, via the Nachum Siegel Network app, which is available for free on iTunes, or via the website nachumsiegel.com. We um, have a jam-packed show, lots of news. We'll tell you a little bit about the Jews of France, what we have managed to learn over the weekend. We'll update you on the elections in Israel. The election countdown continues. And boy, do we have a story. Boy, did we tell you. A week ago exactly, we told you, we predicted what will happen in the Shas party and not long ago, today, exactly a week later, almost word for word, <laughs> it's happening. We'll share that with you as well. We have new music from a young up-and-coming artist. His name is Hanan Ben-Ari. And um, his debut song has been released, Mimcha Adelai. The words are beautiful, the melody is beautiful, the singing is it's, everything about it is just amazing. Um we're going to go to a uh, interesting song called Tekef, Chuz- Tekef Chuzrim. We are returning soon. Um, in the summer, there was um, a, a, in Israel something that was called Mecha'at HaMilki, the Milky Protest. Milky is like a chocolate pudding kind of uh, treat that um, people eat in Israel. And it turns out that the product is more expensive in Israel than it is in certain European markets for whatever marketing reasons. And um, so some Israelis who currently live in Germany, of all places, started um, Skyping and sending messages to Israelis that said, basically, come here, join us, come to Germany. The German government actually offers Israelis uh, free tuition if they come to study in their universities and other and other perks. And um, so some people were tempted to go, some probably did, very few, I'm sure. Uh, But there are Israelis, young Israelis throughout Europe, and it was called the uh, the Milky Protest. So as a response to that, somebody put out a music video. We will play the audio. We'll post the video up on our Facebook page later on. And... um, it's uh we're coming back we're coming back soon so that too is appropriate not only for um for Europe in general but i think for France in particular um i don't even know who the artist is doesn't have a name of a specific artist so we'll just uh just introduce it as take of Chosrim. my name is mayor weingarten you are tuned to the israel show on the nachum siegel network <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
And on the video of that um, song, you uh, see people from throughout Europe, Israelis, holding up signs, Tekef Hozrim, or We're Returning Home in different languages. Very cute. Very cute. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for tuning us in. Making us a part of your day, your week. You can podcast us. You can subscribe to the podcast. 
very easily done. If uh, you'd like a link to do so, you can shoot me an email, mayor, M-E-I-R, at NachumSiegel.com, mayor, M-E-I-R, at NachumSiegel, N-A-C-H-U-M, Siegel, S-E-G-A-L, dot com. So, as a result of the uh, traumatic weekend that we all experienced and the attack on our brothers and sisters in, in France, I decided to um, get to know a little bit about the French Jewish community. And um, all too often, we uh, are very, what should I say, ignorant about other Jewish communities, especially those of us, and I'll say myself, I don't know about anybody else. We live in New York. We have a very full Jewish life here. We visit Israel a lot. We have, of course, the full Jewish life over there. And we don't think about the other Jewish communities, especially since there are not many of them left, size-wise. But surprisingly, France has the largest Jewish population in all of Europe and the third largest Jewish population in the world. First comes Israel. Yes, first comes Israel. Then the United States. And then France. They have approximately half a million Jews. Uh, it's quite a drop from second place. I mean, uh, Israel and America are at around five, six million. And the next one is a half a million, which is France. Which tells us something, by the way, as, a, as an aside, open parentheses, that the miracle of Kibbutz Galiot, of the ingathering of the exiles, this miracle... Um, is is uh, almost complete, if not if not totally complete. Anyone, any person in any country around the world today who wants to live in Israel can do so. Any Jew can leave the country that they're in. Nobody's behind any iron curtain. Any Jew who wants to leave their country. Oh, maybe not in Iran. Maybe that would be the only place. And there it's a small group of Jews. Anyway... There are about half a million Jews, and they live in five major communities. The cities of Paris, Paris, Marseille, Strasbourg, Lyon, and Toulouse. Those are the main uh, Jewish population centers. Today, the French Jews um, are mostly Sephardic Jews. B'nai Eidot HaMizrach, who came from North Africa and the Mediterranean region, um, and how did this come about? Well, after World War II, France was one of the was one of the empires before World War One. France still occupied Algeria, Tunisia, and Morocco with their major Jewish populations. That uh, the occupation of Algeria ended in about '62. Tunisia. And Morocco in the mid-50s. Now, just around that time, Israel, having been established in 1948, in the 1950s, Israel begins facilitating mass aliyah from northern Africa amongst all the Jewish communities there. And the Jews there, A, felt uncomfortable on one hand because the local Arabs started taking uh, somewhat of an anti-Jewish posture because of the state of Israel. 
Not that it was great before, but it was it was definitely okay before. And um, the Jews were happy to have the opportunity to leave, but even more so, in many cases, in the Sephardic communities, they saw this as the beginning of the Geulah. To go to Eretz Yisrael was their dream. Many of them came with, with tremendous excitement and religious fervor. So, in the mid-50s, these three big Jewish communities, all under French control, Algeria, Tunisia, and Morocco, Jews realizing that the French are going to leave soon, had a choice. They could, leave, they could go to Israel, and the masses did, or being French citizens, they could just hop across to France and become French citizens. And so, that's what happened. Approximately a quarter of a million Jews chose to go to France and the rest to Israel. Those who went to France, it is their families that now make up the bulk of French Jewry uh, today. They've had a significant influence on the nature of French Jewish culture, obviously. Uh, they're overwhelmingly Sephardic, as we said. There are tons of kosher restaurants, Jewish schools. There's two or three Jewish radio stations that broadcast all day. And there's, there is, there's a vibrant, really a vibrant Jewish life and religious Jewish life in these cities in France. But at the same time, you have to say the Jews are becoming more and more aware of the dangers that they face. And it's interesting that, you know, throughout Jewish history, the last 2,000 years of it, let's say, over and over again, we've seen the story. It's the same story that just keeps getting repeated. We feel very comfortable in a certain country in the Galut, some longer periods, some shorter periods, but at the end, it always ends and it ends badly. And all too often, the Jews get caught. It's too late. They don't leave the country early enough. And yet here, French Jews, I think, at least in part, have learned from history. And so for about a decade or so, they've been purchasing homes in Israel... They want to have a place to run to when things start getting hot. And in the last year, close to 5,000 Jews made Aliyah from France. That's 1% of the Jewish population. That is huge. So clearly, the Jews in France feel, they feel the pressure. They feel the country changing. They feel the influence of the Muslim radicals that are now about 7 to 8% of the population there. I think they live in a dichotomy. They know that life in France is not safe, or it's not as safe as it was. But they also feel a sense of hakarat hatov to France. They have been very successful in France. They were welcomed in France. They were given full rights in France. They were allowed to flourish. So I think they feel uncomfortable with the very public calls for them to leave and make Aliyah, especially coming from, from politicians in Israel. I think that 
makes them feel uncomfortable amongst themselves and surely toward the um, the French amongst who they live. So I wonder if it's the smartest thing for us to yell it out and scream it out. They know. They know it well. We don't need to remind them. I think they're well aware of the fact that if the need arises, the state of Israel is there for them, as it is for all Jews around the world who might be in trouble. We'll speak a little bit more about the French Jews uh, coming up. After Yigal Bashan and Ma'amin Baruch, my name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. אז אמר מלונדון יחכה בפארק עננים כהים כיסו את השמיים ומלמטה יש מן הרגשת מחנק אתה והיא הולכים בצד שוב הידיים וזה מפחיד כל כך כן איך זה ייגמר ענני שלום עוטפים את השמיים ומלמטה יש הרבה עוד לסדר, אבל אני מאמין ברוח שלא תפיל עצים בדרך אל ההר. או כן, אני מרגיש כל כך בטוח, היה לנו אתמול יהיה מחר. I am 
Galvashan Ma'amin Baruach May Weingarten This is the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network My name is Mayor Weingarten That's what that meant to say The French Prime Minister whose name I'm not sure how to pronounce I know how to pronounce the first part It's Manuel I'm not really sure how to pronounce the second part So I'll just say the French Prime Minister Made an interesting statement yesterday and it was quoted by many as such. If 100,000 Jews leave, Fran- leave, leave France, France will no longer be France. When I heard that, I said, wow, that's pretty amazing to think that the French value their Jewish communities so much that they feel that if the Jews leave, France won't be France. So I looked into it and discovered the context a little different and it's quite fascinating France sees itself as a republic that erases the various identities of its population as far as the French republic is concerned there are not you don't really have Jews and Muslims and Spaniards and so forth you have French. In fact, I'm told that um, a while back they passed a law in France that um, Muslim women couldn't cannot cover their face um, because it's too openly religious and that Jews, I think for a while, I don't know if it's still so, could not wear kippot or magenda, large magenda vid pendants and so forth because they want to erase all nationalities, ethnicities, religious differences. Everybody is one. It's this beautiful utopian nonsense. And so here's the, here's the larger quote. To understand, this is the Prime Minister of France, Manuel, however you pronounce his last name. To understand what the idea of the Republic is about, you have to understand the central role played by the emancipation of the Jews. It is a founding principle. If 100,000 French people of Spanish origin were to leave, I would never say that France is not France anymore. But if 100,000 Jews leave France, France will no longer be France. The French Republic will be judged a failure. He's not saying it'll be a blow to life in France because the Jews are such an important part of the daily life. He doesn't say that we love the Jews and we want them to stay. I believe that in his mind, the French Republic is like a science experiment. And if you remove the Jews, the experiment will clearly be shown to have failed. And so it's important that the Jews stay, because otherwise this whole grand scheme won't be, this whole utopia that they were trying to set up will fail. It's very different, I think, than the way it was reported. And speaking of how things were reported, boy, there's so much to say. First of all, I'm, I am extremely, I don't know about you, I am extremely upset about the fact that all the major world leaders 
were at this humongous demonstration yesterday in Paris where they claimed there were 3 million people. Let's say there were only 2 million. Even if there were a million and a half, it's an amazing turnout. It is huge turnout. All the world leaders were there. It was quite a, a, a scene as we watched the uh, line of leaders hand in hand, locked arms, marching down. And on one side, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and a little further away, maybe a distance of six people away, was Abu Mazen, the president of the Palestinian Authority. Interesting that they were all uh, protesting terrorism, and there is a terrorist right there marching with them. Whatever. America, who should be leading the world, we are supposed to be the world leaders. But President Obama doesn't really want to be the world leader. So President Obama stayed home and watched a football game. Okay, you could say he was busy, they didn't want to take the security risk, whatever. Send someone else. This is what they invented vice presidents for. Send Joe Biden. Send some high-ranking government. Send the Secretary of State. Nobody. The ambassador to France was there. By the way, the Attorney General Holder was in France for something else, and he didn't attend. It's outrageous. And it's our president. Make your voices heard. Call up the White House. Tell them you're outraged. And of course the media goes along with this unbelievable stuff where they refuse to say it's Muslim terrorism, it's Islamic Jihad. They just somehow are blinded to this whole craziness. The president finally used the word terrorism. That was pretty amazing. He usually does not. Listen to this clip. I have two clips for you. One of Howard Dean former presidential candidate of the Democratic Party. He was the chairman of the Democratic National Committee. This is how he explains the fact that the terrorists who yelled Allah Akbar as they were shooting have nothing to do with Islam. I stopped calling these people Muslim terrorists. They're about as Muslim as I am. I mean, they have no, they have no respect for anybody else's life. That's not what the Koran says. Oh, you see, he understands the Koran. And he's decided that the Koran doesn't say what they think it says, and therefore they're not Muslim. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. And they targeted a Jewish supermarket because they like Kugel. Uh, and Christian Amanpour, CNN's great correspondent, world-renowned, world-respected, listen to what she called them. you got to hear this one. On this day, these activists found their targets, and their targets were journalists. This was a clear attack on the freedom of expression, on press, and on, on Did you satire. hear that? Did you hear that? Activists! These activists! Oh my gosh! On a rainy day, they go in and help stuff envelopes in the mosque. Oh my God, what is this world coming to? Okay, here's something to calm you down. It's a beautiful old song 
the song of Yisrael Armoni. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. That's an old, beautiful Israeli classic. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. We spoke about uh, the huge numbers of, um, the large numbers of Olim from France over the past year. One percent of the French population made, French Jewish population obviously, made Aliyah in uh, 2014. Can you imagine if 1% of America's Jewish population made Aliyah? What a change that would bring to the country. Nefesh Benefesh provides Olim with so many different aids and resources, financial resources, employment resources, assistance with governmental absorption. They help you make your way through all the various different government um, bureaucracies. They make each individual's aliyah as successful as possible. So um, why don't you take a look at their website. They have events uh, running throughout the country where you can, uh, like aliyah fairs that you can come and join uh, and take a look at what's out there. Or just uh, peruse their website. It's a great website. It tells you so much about making aliyah. Maybe if you haven't thought about it, you'll 
starting, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. You don't just wake up one morning and say, I'm moving with my family to Israel. It's a process, like the Gula itself. So that's a good time to start. doesn't commit you to anything. Just start the process. www.nbn.org.il www.nbn.org.il The Israel Show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. And we are heard now on the Nachum Siegel Network and on our Ruth Sheva English Radio. We welcome one and all. And if you want to take part, if you want to participate, if you want to get more information about what we talk about, about the songs we play, Join our Facebook page. We've reached yet another milestone on our Facebook page. Let's see, what was the number there? Just had it a minute ago. 280. Ding, 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 ding. 280 likes. We thank everybody for their feedback. I got a great email from a listener who said, I don't have a Facebook page, but if I had one, I'd give you a like. And that was so sweet and so nice, and I appreciate it. Uh, happy birthday wish going out to Lisa Goldberg celebrating a birthday this week and leaving for Israel. Leading, she's leaving and leading yet another annual Avas Achim of Highland Park mission to Israel. I, I lost track. Is this number, what, 15 or 16? Something like that. That's pretty amazing. So, um, it's, it's a double celebration, so we wish Elisa a uh, happy birthday and an Isiyat Tuva to her and the entire group on the Avasach mission leaving this week. Nisiyat Tuva, have a wonderful time. I know you will, they always do. Uh, we promised you a new artist and a new song, and we're going to give it to you right now. The name of the artist, Hanan Ben-Ari. He's 26 years old. He's married. He has three children. And he is working on his debut album and has released the first song. And it's called Mimcha Ad Elai. And I thank our dear friend Yitzhak Goldschmidt of Kol Achai for pointing it out to me. It's, it's an amazing song. I really think so. He's, Mimcha Delai is, is him and God, from you God to me, talks about his relationship of, of going, Barachti Mimcha Adelai Matsati Klum, I ran away from you, I came to me, I didn't find anything. Omed I'm standing in the door, and I don't have the courage to knock on the door, to see what's behind the door. Because he knows God is me'ever ladelet. Later on in the song, he says, "Atam me'ever ladelet." Al taster many, and so forth. It, it's. I think you'll like it, and I think it'll become a hit. And I think um, if if the rest of his material is as good as this, he will become a hit as well. We're debuting it here. Hanan ben Ari mimcha ad elai. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. אני צר ללא בית, הסרת מעלי קורת גג, דג ללא מים, מחפש אותך ולשווא. מר 
That's the way it ends. I tell you, it's at Pito. Caught me a little off guard. Mimchad Eli, Hanan Ben Ari, brand new, debuting here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. Stay tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network all day. Great Monday music mix prepared by our very own Mark Zamek. Always Wonderful, exciting, and something to um, help you uplift your spirits. Well, a week ago, one week ago exactly, in this very spot, on this very place, we spoke about the the, the political genius that is Aryeh Derry, and we analyzed how he dealt with the leak of um, a video in which Harav Vadya Yosef, his mentor, calls him many names. Amongst them, calls him a rasha. In which Harav Vadya Yosef says, he doesn't listen to me anymore. He does whatever he wants. He's too independent. 
And we analyzed how Aryeh Derry turned that whole thing around to his benefit. He resigned. He resigned. He said, I can't lead the party any longer. And he signed his official resignation to the Knesset. And he sort of like hit it out. And of course, in the background, he had all kinds of machers drumming up the grassroots to say, no, Aryeh, Rav Aryeh, you must come back. We also said here exactly a week ago, I said that I would bet anything that he will come back. And what he would do, we said, is wait until all the rabbis, all the rabbanim and all the Moetzer Chachmea Torah and so forth will get together and force him, quote unquote, to return because we have nobody else who can lead us and you must lead us in the spirit of Maran Haravavadya. Well, it took exactly one week because today, in the news, Yoshev Rosh Nuat Shas Aryeh Deri Chozer, the chairman of the Shas party is returning. Quote, Ani mikabel Rosh, I accept with a bowed head, et sivui mo Torah, the, the commandment, if you will, the, the, um, the directive of the Mo'etzer Chachmea Torah, I always, my entire life, I've been educated and I educated others to do everything that they tell us to do. And therefore, after this difficult period of time, in when I, during which I made a Cheshbon Nefesh, introspection, both personal and family, I've decided to return to Shas. The party of Maran Zatzal, its hundreds of thousands of voters are more important than any personal concern. (sighs) Oh my God, we could have written it we could have written it almost word for word a week ago. The guy who Aravavadio says that Sal says is too independent. He doesn't listen to me anymore. And gives examples of situations where he didn't listen to him. Has the gall and the audacity to say, I've spent all my life listening to the rabbis and the gedolim. And I have no choice, even though I don't want to, I have no choice. What can I do? I have to come back. He's amazing. He he is a political genius. There's no question about it. Well, at least uh, we were right. It's sad, it's sad at how cynical things are. And it's sad that so many in the general public are going to follow him and believe this whole charade that he went through. The Bayit HaYehudi party led by Naftali Bennett, which is doing very well in the polls, very popular, has visions of grandeur. They're holding their primaries on Wednesday, and uh, we will have results and analysis for you 
next week on the Israel show. We will post um, news as it becomes available about the results on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel show. Um, the interesting part here is that there are many, many dozens of people running in this primary for a, a place on the um, ballot, and yet there's probably no more than three or four spots that could be uh, have any chance of getting uh, getting into the Knesset. And a lot of people spending a lot of money to um, to try and win a spot on the Bayit HaYehudi um, ballot. So it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting primary, and we'll see see how that goes, and we'll report back to you. Eric Einstein released a gazillion years ago a classic called Café Turki. It was written by Mickey Gavrielov, and it was re-recorded a little while ago under uh, an album from a live performance called Ima Adama by Mickey Gavrielov and Tamar Eisman. So here it is, the re-recording of Café Turki. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
remake of Café Turki here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. If you get the Wall Street Journal, take a look the weekend edition. And if you don't, we're going to try and... I don't know if I can post it because Wall Street Journal usually requires a subscription. I do not have one. But um, we will either try and post it or maybe somebody will post it for us. Op-ed piece by Brett Stephens. I think he's the former editor and um, a great pro-Israel writer. This op-ed piece is about Naftali Bennett, the head of uh, Bayit Yehudi, and it's called Israel's Minister Without Apologies. It's um, taking off on the fact that um, that's the <laughs> the theme <laughs> Excuse me. Um, the theme of his campaign, based on a video that he did, where uh, he shows how the Israeli left is always apologizing for things that Israel's doing, especially, not especially, but even when Israel's not at fault, we're always apologizing, apologizing. And and his his uh, motto, his theme for the elections is, we do not apologize. In fact, um, I'll play for you briefly. Uh, one of the women who are running in the primaries, I'm, I'm not sure which one this is, and I apologize. She explains in Hebrew what we don't apologize. Somebody asked her, what don't you apologize for? She said, we don't apologize. We don't apologize for the fact that this is our land. We don't apologize for the fact that we're going to live anywhere we want in our land. We don't apologize for the fact that we see it as a return, not an occupying force. And she even tells the broadcaster, we refer to it not like you do as occupied territories, but as Yudan Shamron or liberated territories. Here, take a listen uh, to this. או בפיך נקרא השטחים הכבושים, בשבילנו זה שטחי מולדת שחזרו אלינו וקיבלנו אותם באהבה וברצון והקמנו בהם ערים חדשות. אנחנו לא מתנצלים על זה שאנחנו מאוד רוצים לקדם ולחזק ולבסס את זהותה היהודית של מדינת ישראל. אנחנו לא מתנצלים על זה שאנחנו 
פשוט אוהבי עם, אדמה ותורה. שהפכה להיות, לאהוב את האדמה, הפך להיות איזה מין... זו סיסמה דפנסיבית. כי היא סיסמה לאומתית. היא סיסמה לאומתית, כי היא באה... זאת אומרת, האחרים מתנצלים. בגלל שכל הרעיונות האלה היו במתקפה מתמדת במשך 20 שנה. והמתקפה הזאת גרמה לחלק מהאנשים להתחיל לדבר בשפה אחרת, בשפה שבה אולי בכל זאת היא תהיה קצת יותר מקובלת. אני חושבת שבנט סובב את הגלגל לאחור, והוא עשה דבר נפלא, ואני יודעת שבאופן אישי הרבה מאוד אנשים מרגישים שזה נותן להם איזושהי תחושה של יכולת ללכת זקופי קומה. That was off of uh, London and Kirshenbaum, a uh, daily program on Israel's Arutz Esser. The, uh, one of the moderators, London, Yaron London, asks her, you know, but that's like, uh, by saying we, we, we're not apolog- apologetic for this and for that or for the other thing, you're sort of, you're, you're not coming out with a positive, you're coming out with a negative. She says, no, the positive, it's positive because for so many years everyone has been criticizing and everyone has been, Uh, showing the opposite side of these arguments, so we need to come out and make the argument. We're making a positive argument, but we're making it in this form. It's very good, very good presentation. I, I apologize for not having the name of the, uh, of the person um, who we were quoting from. We're going to end off with uh, Yishai Ribo and Mikdash Melech. Not before we thank you. As we do each and every week, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your Facebook likes and comments, your emails. Lots of emails last week, and we thank you so much for all of them. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, and my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Keep it tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network all day for great Monday music marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following JM in the AM. This is Mayor Weingarten reminding you, The nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Thank you.